This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and sorry for those watching. Um, I messed up the screens there, um, but we're back. Deadline Dilemmas. I think this is the latest we've ever done it as well. Um, and we've actually got our first guest on Deadline Dilemmas as well. Um, actually, no, we had Seb, so that's a slight lie. Um, but first we've of all, had Andy as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have had a few guests, actually. <laughs> but this is a spe- special guest because it's a yes. very specialist subject as well. As exactly. Well. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, but we- and it's... When you say it's the latest, it's actually also the earliest before the deadline. So calling it deadline dilemmas is like the worst marketing. But we keep we stick to our deadline dilemmas brand. Yeah, we we probably should have thought of a better name, but it's probably not worth it getting the graphics updated for for, for just one week. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. But yeah, we've got Wale here today. Um, who's a Nigeria fan? I believe you you live in Nigeria. But yeah, please tell us more about yourself and thanks for coming on. Hello guys, nice to meet you all. So um, my name is Wali and um, basically for the last 10 to 12 days concerning the AFCON, you know, Premier League players went away to represent their nations for the Afghan Cup of Nations. So within this period, I've been writing and doing podcasts consistently on the whole African Cup of Nations teams. A lot of, I noticed a lot of my followers are not Africans. They are either in the UK or the US or somewhere else. So I noticed that the knowledge is kind of limited. So I decided to write about it, talk about African players. And if you noticed today's games was uh, was terrific, honestly. And uh, yes, so that's what I do. I'm a podcaster and I talk about also FPL and Champions League fantasy whenever it's available. So that's all. And you play FPL as well, right? How are you doing I'm this? Toxic fan. I'm a toxic fan. <laughs> so, um, in prior seasons, I've kind of been woeful. Like, I consider myself an enthusiast. I don't, how would I say it? I don't, um, I, I finished, I think my best rank was 160-something key, like three or four years ago. But right now, I'm doing quite well. I don't, I don't, I can't share my screen, but if I was to share my rank, I'm on 23,000. Oh, wow. That's very good. 23K, yeah. Yeah, this season, 23K. And I think I got lucky by getting in Palmer as at game week nine. That was the turning point for me. I got him as early as then. So all the nine points, all the good penalties that has been coming in and some other differentials like Charlie Sin of late and some other. But yeah, 23K, 
so far so good even with the absent players i didn't even sell salah right now so i'm doing quite well the season's been fine nice nice and actually i i came across you i mean we followed each other for a while but your tweets on on the afcon actually are are really in depth and uh, it's really helpful and actually people listening to this i think we should say up front this isn't about afcon fantasies we're, we're not going to be talking about afcon fantasy which i know you are very focused on but i don't i don't think either richer i are playing and this isn't that this is this is it for that and i think the purpose of getting you on was really to understand the tournament because a lot of us don't know much about afcon i mean we know it happens but we always look at it as this tournament which takes away all our premier league players and then we have to plan on fpl but rather actually it's a really enjoyable tournament as well and and you know take today's games as you mentioned as an example so it's, it'll be good a to hear your thoughts on the tournament itself you know who are the favorites how is it going so far uh, but then also what people are here to listen uh, for is that FP- fpl implications of which team progresses and what that means for sala and if that wasn't enough we've obviously had a little injury to sala today as well or little or or big but we don't know so we'll talk about all of that so just let sort of setting the foundation now for people who are maybe expecting afcon fantasy that's not going to happen on this podcast and we're not going to talk about our fpl teams on this it's far too early the deadline is in 12 days so chill out we're just going to talk afcon we're going to talk about implications although i do i do have to apologize because i i would have got asked for our ranks to be added if i realized you were 23k that wasn't why wasn't because normally we have our, our ranks next to our names um but we Spain thought of, i understand yeah that so that wasn't why i didn't realize how, how good your fpl rank was but like praz said we're, we're, we're gonna concentrate on afcon and i'm keen to learn as well because unfortunately a lot of the games are on when i'm at work there's also a show in the UK at the moment called The Traitors which a lot of people seem to be watching in the evening as well so it's probably not getting the coverage it should um <laughs> outside of FPL managers wondering about Salah so I'm looking forward to learning a bit more we've got a few questions for you as well I'm I'm sure there'll be some in the chat and I've seen a lot of people in the chat are here for you Wale as well Nice to see you guys. Okay, so where do I start from? So Afcon started the first edition of Afcon, the African Cup of Nations, started in 1957, and it was hosted by Sudan. Then, um, it's actually since from inception, it has been held every two years. So a lot of people are wondering why is Afcon not the same as the normal European competitions? Why is it not held every four years? The honest truth is, has always been held. 1957, 1959, 19. I think there was a 1963 edition. So there's always been a two-year, probably a three-year period where it's always held. And I think um, of late they started pushing it to the summer, so it will be held during the summer, June, July. And it, it first held in the summer around 2019 Afcon, where Algeria won it um, against Senegal. However, the reason why it's not more held in the summer as planned usually due to the adverse weather conditions in this part of Africa um during the rainy season the rainy season is usually during that summer June July August so for example the last afcon or this afcon has is actually being played now it was supposed to be held in um what they call it during the summer but due to the summer rain and everything it has to be put forward so more reasons too like um how will I explain it the renovation of the stadiums were not completed and due to scheduling it just went on to be pushed for January. So that's why most of the times you will see it moved to um January of the next day, but it's still called Afcon 2023. And I think us to add to that, Afcon changed from 2010. They announced that they will not be going in the odd year, in the even year procedure. 
So instead of 2010, 2012, 2014, it will be 2011, 2013, due to the fact that it could clash with the World Cup that falls in between the even number of years. I don't know if you get that. So yeah, that's a brief history. So in terms so, of so hold on, uh, hold on, Wally. Uh, just so what you're saying is, in the future they will try to do it over the summers, but if it's if the weather isn't right, then they'll do it in January. So actually, this may yes, be the last yes, time if the weather if the weather holds, maybe the last time we actually we have a, we have an Afcon um, issue or uh, or our players leaving for Afcon. Uh, is that is that the case? Okay. Um, it depends on FIFA as well. It yeah. depends on FIFA. For example, um, the next Afcon to be held is coming up in Morocco, Morocco 2025. However, FIFA have not made things easy because the Club World Cup for 2025 is planned to be held in the summer, and this time it's not going to be your regular Champions League team qualifiers to the semi-final stage. It's going to be like a real tournament, like I think 16 teams that will play it. So CAF is still trying to fight that. Um, that mindset that we are not going to push our schedule again to January. So I don't know who wins that battle, but I hope it's going to be held in the summer. I hope. If not, AFCON will get it will interrupt our FPL games again. Fair enough, fair enough. Does that mean we might see the... Because the iconic thing I always remember with AFCON was the short sleeve shirts that Cameroon had. Does that mean we, we might see a return for those? Or, oh, yeah. Or were they the coldest yeah, yeah, months? Sure. As in July, August. Okay. You hear me, okay, Wally? Yeah, yeah. In Africa, oh, sorry. The weather is strange. Um, during during January, sir. No, go ahead, go ahead. I think there was a little bit of a lag, so carry on. Okay, okay. So, so, so here in Africa, during this time of the year, there is no cold. It's just heat, heat, heat. Um, I think so. Yesterday, I saw thirty-three degrees in the afternoon around three. And I was, I was, I had to look for a cool room to blow myself because it's all hot, it's all hamatan. Um, if you beat and don't scream your bodies, you're going to be looking so white. So, pff, no cold <laughs> at all, no cold. I and I noticed the weather in UK this time is two two degrees in the night. Like, oof, you guys are trying like minus, minus five. Try minus five. <laughs> minus. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyways, let's 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 go to this year's tournament then. Uh, so tell us about the teams. Uh, who are who are your favorites? Who are you? I mean, obviously your beloved Nigeria did well today, uh, but uh, who are the tournament favorites? And you know, you just talk us through some of the teams. Okay, so for favorites, before the tournament started, I think my favorites would have naturally gone to um, the number one ranked nation in Africa right now, Morocco, being making the final um, the final four places in the World Cup. It got to the first ranking, so they are obviously favourites. And you could see that in their first game as they won Tanzania 3-0. And um, I think Egypt were among my favourites as well, being seven-time champions and aiming for their eighth, cham you know, eighth champion win. And I would say Ivory Coast, based on home advantage, there is this trend of the home teams always going far, like Cameroon went to the semifinals last time. Then other favorites would be Nigeria or Senegal, the last winners, but they only won it once, so I didn't want to like push them as favorites. Senegal, Nigeria, then some other teams, you know, that you know could do better. So those are my top favorites this Afcon. And today, Cote d'Ivoire, uh, they lost right in the group stage, and which is very they rare for uh, for a home team to lose. I think it was many many years after a home team has lost in a group stage. 
Very true. Very true. Um, should I even shock you? Um, so today in um Cote d'Ivoire, or yesterday rather, they they announced that today will be a public holiday, so the mm -hmm. fans can go to the stadium. So there was no schools, and the bankers were worked worked only half the day to attend this game. So I kind of was not confident that I my nation can actually win the game. I was actually I was if you ask me, I was going to tell you we're going to have like a five percent win of chance of winning. Nonetheless. Afghan as it is, I don't know. We somehow did it. We somehow did it. So every cost not winning today is not good for how they finish because now it's not looking like they'll finish first anymore. They'll either finish second or third. So let's see how things transpire in mm. Group A later. Shall we do parts or what, where should we go, Rich? I was just thinking, I, I think something we've not touched on is the groups are a bit, they're quite easy to qualify from, aren't they? Uh, as in, there's a lot of third place teams that can qualify from groups of four, which, I mean, you do see it in other competitions as well, but it's quite qualifier friendly, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's kind of easy on paper to qualify, just the fact that we have just a group of six teams. I'm sorry, we have six groups with 24 teams, right? And um, so... You have to make the last 16. So it's the fact that it's not eight groups. You, you need extra two or four teams that will join the final 16. So due to that fact, we always have an additional one team that will fill in from either, let's say, group A, group B, group E, group F that will join later. So, um, and usually depends on what you scored. So if you finish with four points, you actually might qualify, even if you don't have more than a goal difference or something. You finish with three points. I think Tunisia, Last year, um, last Afghan finished with three points and qualified to the round of 16, playing Nigeria, and Nigeria actually got knocked out. So there's always a room for opportunity of anyone who doesn't finish quite too strongly. If you have a win and you just maybe defend properly, Senegal did that as, as well last edition and actually won the Afghan. So that's, that gives room for more teams to actually participate in the yeah. final stages and i think it's so, a format so just... we're going to see in the euros as well as in the 24 teams 16 go through so exactly yeah exactly. yeah yeah exactly so, so here we have six groups uh the top two obviously go through that's 12 and then four out of the six third place teams go in so this is why yes, people sir. are people are trying to uh, basically say even if Egypt have lost or drawn their next uh, their first two, they could still easily come third and, and then qualify. But it does impact who you play, right? I mean, because if, if you're first, second or third, that impacts who you play. And Egypt is currently in Group B. So let's talk groups a little bit on where we think people are going to expect, you know. So we don't need to go to only Egypt. So let's talk about Group A first. So Cote d'Ivoire, Nigeria, Guinea-Bissau, Equatorial Guinea. Um what are the thoughts at the moment? Who do you think is going to come first, second, third? Just your 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 predictions there. Okay, um, thanks for that question. Before tonight's game, I would have said Ivory Coast will easily top the group. However, that is not the situation right now after losing to Nigeria. So with Nigeria getting a win against Ivory Coast, they can easily top the group if they get a win against their last opponent, Guinea-Bissau. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy game, but it's very possible Nigeria can easily win that game. With Equatorial Guinea getting a win and a draw, they automatically put themselves in a spot to qualify. So, But I feel they might finish in the third position, like the best third, due to the fact that Ivory Coast 
have to pay up for the last game. They have to, they can't lose against Nigeria and then lose against Equatorial Guinea. So the issue now is how do they are they going to win it or draw it? If they draw it, um, they they finish as best third. If they win it, they'll finish as probably second. If Nigeria wins that final game, so that's how I see Group A going. So three teams most likely uh, proceed from Group A. So remind me again, what's your number one prediction? One, two, three. Okay, one Nigeria. So Nigeria, think Nigeria will still win the group. Okay. Yes. Yes. No Nigeria, bias there. No bias, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> so Nigeria, Nigeria should be able to win the group. Um, um, Ivory Coast should finish second, and Equatorial Guinea could finish in the fourth. I, it's dicey, but Equatorial they have shown themselves by saying they're finishing third regardless because of how Ivory Coast did not win their last game. So yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and this is um, this winner of Group A will play the third. Um, from Group CDE. So whichever team finishes third in Group CDE and the, the runner-up of Group A will play runner-up of Group C. So there is less impact to Egypt from Group A. So let's leave the Egypt group uh, for now. Let's go to Group C. So your thoughts okay. on, on Group C. You've got Senegal, Cameroon, Guinea, and Gambia here. Um, I think Group C is also tight. Group C is also tight. Um, we might actually see a best third team as well from Group C. It just depends on how the many like tomorrow's game, Senegal, Cameroon. It depends on how that turns out. Um, if Cameroon can't win that game or at least get a point, like just like the way um Egypt got a point from tonight's game, probably we'll just see Guinea finish above them. So if I want to give a prediction, Senegal will finish first because Senegal they are Senegal. I mean they're Senegal, they are defending champions. And it's now in between Guinea and Cameroon. Now, if Guinea can get a result against the other opponents, who are they playing? Gambia. If Guinea can get a result against Gambia, Guinea will probably finish second against Cameroon. Cameroon will not have to rely to see if they can finish best fourth place. But um, they are Cameroonians, right? They have won this at least five times. So let's see if they actually finish well and probably get second spot. So it's in between second is in between Guinea and Cameroon for now. So I'm not sure who finishes second. Is. So the the winner here, which I think we agree is expected to be Senegal. This is important yes. because in in the round of 16, the winner of Group C is likely to play the third from groups A, B, or F. And group B, I repeat, is basically the Salah group, so or the Egypt group. So basically, the chances of Egypt comes third, then there's a chance, not not 100%, because there's other routes that you can yes. take if you come third, but there is a chance that you face Senegal. And so let's now keep going. Senegal, Egypt, if that happens in round 16, you think Senegal beat Egypt? Easily. Okay. Easily. So, so this is something... Especially that... with Salah being a doubt, easily. Easily. So this is for people to remember, as they're sort of thinking again from the FPL lens, that if yeah. Egypt are to come third, um, then there is... I would say 50% if I understand the table correctly, because they could either face the winners of Group C or they could also face the winners of Group B. No, um, yeah. of, of Group D. Okay. So they could either face the group yes, winner yes, of Group D. D or of Group C. So it could be either Senegal yeah. or let's talk about Group D. Or Who do we Algeria. Think? Or Algeria. So let's talk about Group G in general. Algeria, Burkina Algeria. Faso, Algeria, Angola and Mauritius. So you think Algeria win that group? Um. Okay. So the way they started is kind of giving me doubts, but I think I still think they win it. Um. I think they have to recover from last Afcon's um dismissal because they finished last of 
Is it, was it group C now? I can't remember. With Ivory Coast, they finished bottom of the group. They didn't even get the best third position. Same with Ghana last time. And you can see Ghana is improving. So I don't think Algeria will lose their next game after getting the draws. So they will have to beat Burkina Faso somehow and yeah. top the group. So Algeria will probably top um, that group. Do you so, know why overall, Ben Burkina Rama was in the Algeria team? Just purely out of interest. Uh, I mean, are they, are they that strong that Ben Rama's not in the the best squad? Okay, I'm not okay. I don't know. I think this this Algerian guy followed in. I mean, he kind of gave insights to why there's a little <laughs> bit of internal issue there. So I cannot really give as, um, exclusive insights, but I think it's down to um, probably not being good enough anymore or issues with the manager and some other. I, I wasn't surprised they didn't call him up when their goalkeeper also one other player got injured. So I'm not sure why they didn't call him passive, but I think it's basically down to internal issues. We'll get more I will ask from someone else that has more updates. No, I, I, I just wonder because I always thought he's he's such a good player. I know he doesn't play regularly for West Ham and for FPL he's suspended now anyway. So it doesn't matter for FPL reasons. But yeah, I was just curious if Algeria yeah. were that strong that he doesn't even get in okay. the squad. But yeah, no, that's fair enough. So this is important then, Group D. Um, if, let's say, Algeria, when they play Burkina Faso, they don't beat them or they draw them oh. because they drew Angola already... There's okay. a chance that Algeria, Algeria don't win that group. So even if Egypt came third in their group, they could play Burkina Faso. And in that case, you'd think Egypt beat them, no? In round yeah, of 16? Yeah, I, I, I would think so. Uh, but I would also like to use history to judge my... You know, when we are deciding on FPO, right? We use historic data based on form and consistency to pick the players we want. Now, based on form and consistency, Burkina Faso, they have not won the AFCON before. However, they got to the last semifinals the AFCON against, um, what do you call it? Against Cameroon before being knocked out. Mm -hmm. So they are kind of dark horses, right? So if um, Egypt struggled to win the game against Ghana, almost lost, why can't they struggle against Burkina Faso? I don't know. I mean, let's say it goes. Let's say exactly. Yeah. You said it. Yep. You said and without, it. Possibly without Salah, which I guess we'll get to in a bit. But I yeah. mean, that's got to, I mean, that's going to weaken any team, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's that's Group D. So E and F are, uh, or actually F is related to uh, to Egypt's group. But let's talk about Group E. We've got Mali, Namibia, Tunisia, South Africa. To an untrained eye, this looked like an easier group. Do you agree, or are there some good teams here? It's supposed to be easy, but Tunisia losing their first game against Namibia makes it extremely hard. It makes it extremely hard because Namibia just got their first Afcon win. Now, naturally, if I look at that table, I'll say Tunisia Mali goes through. Um, South Africa probably finishes in third place, and Namibia finishes last. But it's just harder now because um, Mali getting a win against um, South Africa, going to face Tunisia next two or three days, and um, what they call it, Namibia getting a win facing South Africa in the last game. Um, sorry, in the next few days, just makes it so difficult. It makes it so difficult. Um. Mali qualifies definitely as group leaders. It's now down to who finishes second. I'm not sure there will be a best third there, but let's see how it goes. Probably Tunisia, Tunisia is still, I mean, third in Africa, 28th in the world. I, I still give them based on their name and, you know, reputation, but it's, it's dicey. It's kind of dicey there. It's kind of dicey. You might right. see South Africa and Namibia probably shock someone. 
Okay, then the important group F, uh, and I'll tell you why it's important. Uh, it's obviously Morocco. So I think Morocco um, favorites, I guess, but you've got uh, Congo, you've got Zambia, Tanzania. Where are you seeing this group? Um, so this group is just like, to me, it's just like group E. You have um, good teams, then you have one team that is not so good. So um, the not so good team is Tanzania. They didn't have a single shot in the last game against Morocco. Obviously, superior opponents. Maybe they'll do better than the next game. So Morocco finishes first easily. Personally, I see Morocco getting potential nine points, if I'm being honest. Potential nine points for Morocco. Then um, who finishes second or third now is where the question is. Morocco, Congo, DR Congo. I don't watch a lot of DR Congo football, but yesterday or so, I was kind of impressed. 25 shots, six on target. They just caught one. And Wisa, Wisa was instrumental. He was the man of the match um, player. He got the award. And so I think Congo finishes second. He's not down to Zambia. If Zambia can get a win in the next game, they'll also get four points. So it's not you not get a possible best touch in that group as well. Um if if Congo can also you know survive Morocco and beat the last opponent there, that is um Tanzania. So that's how I see it. So Morocco, um DR Congo, then Tanzania. Oh sorry, Zambia. That's how so, I see it. So why group F is important again for Egypt? is basically if Egypt comes second, and we are going to talk All about right. Egypt's group now, they will play the runner-up of this group. So the, so what you're saying is it's likely that they'll play Congo here uh, yeah, in the yeah. round of 16. So unlike, I think there was some confusion that people were thinking they will play Morocco. Um, I think if I understand correctly, if they are a runner-up of group B, you play the runner-up of group F, group F in the round yeah. of 16. So you yeah. think between Congo, Egypt, let's assume Salah is back. You, you back Egypt? I back Egypt here. I think I back Egypt. They have more experience and um, more Afghan appearances. And it's not like Dara Congo, I bat him, but overall team from the goalkeeper down to the forwards, Egypt does have those names that are a little bit more stronger. Uh, we have Eneoni, Musala, Mamouche, so many African players I would love to call. But as he said, this, this is not an Afghan episode. <laughs> so yeah, on paper, Egypt can still get it done. Can I can I ask? I know it seems very unlikely because obviously Morocco. I mean, we saw in the World Cup how good they are. Let's say Morocco did finish second and played Egypt. Who do you think would come out on top in in that scenario? If if the unthinkable happens and Morocco don't top the group, okay. My issue with Morocco, right? Morocco are very good um, whenever they play European teams. You understand? Um, I think I was going through their history and noticed they even beat um, Brazil sometimes last year so they're very good there however not so much within the african space because african football is a little bit of you know aggression it's physical so that sexy sweet passing football will not you know triumph per se and just to answer your question um actually last afghan in the quarterfinals egypt and morocco actually faced each other and egypt won to one so based on head to head i'll say egypt have a better start of going further um than morocco but things might change. It's almost two years. Things a lot have changed. So let's see how it goes. So, but but for now, I'll back Egypt for that. So let's come to Egypt's group then. Um, they've obviously had the 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 draw with Mozambique, almost lost. Then tonight they were they were behind to Ghana. Uh, they've come back and drawn two two. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the important game, I guess, is tomorrow the Cape Verde and Mozambique. If they win this then pretty hard for anybody else to top this group. In fact, mathematically impossible for anybody yeah. else to top this group. Yeah, if Cape Verde win their group winners, there's no doubt about that. 
So it's just the ball is in their own court at this point. Uh, I wish I really wish them the best. I really wish them the best. So so then what we're saying is I guess let's assume Cape Verde win tomorrow. Then yeah. it goes down to the last day uh, or the last round in match day three, where Egypt play Cape Verde. Now they would have qualified as first. So there's one scenario we need to think about. Maybe they rest players uh, because they've already qualified, and they or maybe they will play their better team against Egypt. What do you think? Will they play their better team? Um, okay, I think in a situation like Cape Verde, it's just like being in the Premier League and you're using um, let me use I don't want to use call them a small team. You're using Luton Town. Looting town, so you don't have like a, a best team to rotate. You get your best team is your main team. So, okay. um, if we're going to see any set of rotations, it will just be minimal, minimal two, maybe two key players, maybe their captain doesn't start and stuff like that. But we'll not see massive like group leader rotation because they will still want to protect their how will I say it goal record per se. They don't want to concede too much goals against Egypt, they want to like. Play solid game. That's what I'll use. Play solid game. So just minimal rotations. They'll it will be tight for Egypt. It will be tight for Egypt. But I maybe they will get it through. Maybe they get it through. Can and I do ask you think about Cape Verde? Be... Yeah. Without wanting to go, I, I've got this. Is, this was like the main question I had because I went the only time I've ever been to Africa. I went to Cape Verde. So I mean, it's basically it was a tourist island that I went to, and I just find it so impressive. I look at you know recent Afcons yeah. and they've always done so well. I mean. But their population is quite small for for Africa. So, is there a reason yeah. they're so good, or are they just organised? Is it like Iceland were for a you know brief period of time? Okay, so for Cape Verde, that's the we call them the Cabo Verde Islands. Um, the Portuguese team. Um, this is their fourth Afcon. Like this is their fourth Afcon appearance. They don't have a lot of Afcon history where they have done well. But as I think I agree with you in their last outing as well, they also qualified to the next round. So I think it's just down to them being a, a unit, a good unit. They have learned how to play together for a few years. And the way they play, anyone can go and score. There's no Salah factor. There's no Osime, you know, being the major goal scorer. Anyone can get the team, you know, in front. And you see the way they play. Just hungry. They're just hungry. They don't slow down. I think it's similar to Mali, not 100% similar to Mali because Mali, they are different. I call them the train NG. So that, that style of play, they are they play as a unit. And in Africa, it, the way, if you can play as a unit, if you can just push aside your personal ego and play as a unit, there's no team that can stop you, to be honest. Anyone that comes your way, you can actually easily win them. And that's why Cape Verde are doing quite well. And they could get a possible six points tomorrow. I really wish them the best. Yeah, I had to look it up while I was impressed, and I feel old now. It was 2013, they got to the quarterfinals, so, so like 11 years ago. But yeah, part of me is rooting for them, but for yeah. no real reason, apart from yeah. I, I like my holiday there. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good reason. So, Group C, uh, let's let's go to match day three. Yep. Who do you think? Cape Verde, okay. Egypt. Uh, do you think Ghana, firstly, they beat Mozambique? They have to. They have to. It's in fact tonight's game. If Ghana didn't win tonight's game, they are basically they could have not qualified. And so the next game against Mozambique, they just have to their max they can the max they can get is four points. The max they can get is four points. So if they don't get four points, right, and Egypt get five points, they're out. If they don't get four points, if they get anything shorter than that, if they get two points or like an extra point and in total is two, or it's just it's a must win. If they don't win that game, there's no even chance for them finishing best third. So they have to win that game to actually, you know, go forward into the contest. So Ghana has to win. 
the most okay, so, for Ghana. Are you can't kudus, kudus. He was so good in the first half, at least. I didn't watch the second half because so there was so there was another UK television show I was watching. <laughs> but uh, um, but the so first good. half he was very good. Uh, so Ghana wins. So then Egypt has to beat Cape Verde to come second, and if they draw, they come third. Yeah, that's the scenario we're in. Correct. Yeah. So if Egypt yes, comes second, exactly. exactly. If Egypt comes second, um, they play the runner-up of Group F, and so we already discussed. So that maybe is Congo. So I think if they come second, Congo, yeah. we are here. Obviously, this is all crystal ball stuff. But if they come second, it's likely that they win their round of sixteen and they go into the quarterfinal. But if they come third, they play Senegal, or they play Algeria, I suppose. Um, Wait, let me get that right. So if they come third, they either play the winner of uh, Group C or they play the group winner of Group D. D. Yeah. C, yeah, C and D, Algeria right? Also. So Algeria or Senegal. Both those, do you think yeah. it's going to be tough for, for Egypt? Very tough, very tough. Especially with, we don't know how George Salah is. If he's out of the contest, if he's in doubt, if it's a minor injury, because the way he said it, it was like he couldn't continue. So if I if Salah is not going to be available for that game, which I hope he is, um, it's going to be tough. But I think the Algeria game, they might easily win it. Okay, not this to Algeria, but um, I think as a unit, Egypt is somehow more organized than they are. So I think they have a better chance against Algeria. But against Senegal, I I don't know. Revenge. It's not. It doesn't take you anywhere. They don't. They not. They won't. They won't beat Senegal. I don't think so. So I guess those are the scenarios for where Egypt finish. And now also we've discussed how what needs to happen in the Ghana game for and and they will all play together, right? I, I suppose the the round three games are all together as they are for each each group. Yes. Yes. All so, at the same time. So by the way, this is the quote from the Egypt coach Rui Vitoria. Uh, he's saying we don't know yet what okay. the problem is. Hope it's not a big one. It's early to see something, but I think it's not dangerous. Whatever I mean, basically, he's saying it's not serious. But that's you know, what else will he say at this stage? So I mean, we will wait and see. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like well, I mean, if he said he was flying yeah, home yeah, or something, yeah. that would be a much bigger indicator, wouldn't it? I guess we're going to see if he stays with the squad. Yeah, which you'd assume he was. Also, I've put um, Praz, you kindly shared a screenshot in our chat, and I put it on the put it on the screen with the odds. Yeah. Okay. So so this is basically showing. Uh, updated odds. So this is yeah. after Egypt's draw with with Ghana, and so this now has basically changed and said the odds for Egypt to make out to round of sixteen is still seventy eight percent. So people do expect them not to lose to uh, in the final game, or even if they do, they should still make it out. But now for the first time, they're more likely to go out of the round of 16 then actually make it into the quarterfinals because if you see the number here it's 47% roughly for them to make the quarterfinals which basically means 53% chance that they're either out of the uh, the group stages or they lose their round 16 game um, and then further on they're, they're only 24% expected to make the semifinals uh, and so over 75% chance that uh, they're they're back before then and then obviously 12% to make the final and 6% roughly to to win the whole thing. So bringing it back to FPL implications, what that means is if they make the, which is which is back to the previous slide, if they make basically the, the round of 16, this is before the deadline for game week 22. 
because another thing that Wally shared with us is basically the round of 16 games, apart from the very last one, all of them take place before the deadline for game week 22. And we know that very last one isn't the one that Egypt will be in. So we know with 100% guarantee that this round of 16 will take place before game week 22. And then the quarterfinal will take place between 22 and 23. So essentially what we're saying is unless if he's out yeah. of the quarterfinal and fit, then he's back for game week 24. Um, if he's out of round of 16, maybe he has a chance of making it for game week 23. And then if he makes the semi-final or he loses the semi-final, he, he's back for game week 24. If he makes the final, he'll miss game week 24 as well and be back hopefully for game week 25 unless they're celebrating the trophy and out for victory parades. It's a lot of different combinations we have to take into effect now, isn't it? Because it was just if Egypt get through, now we've got the, the injury um, as, as well. So we had to pivot quite quickly because this happened just before we started recording. Absolutely. And and you know what? I was basically, as a, as somebody who's held Salah, and I, I know you're one as well, initially I was hoping, okay, lose to Ghana because, you know, just lose and so you're back by, uh, you're out of the group stages. And then when he got injured, I was like, okay, Ghana, uh, Egypt should go through to round of 16 so we see two games of Egypt to assess how injured Salah really is. So then I was suddenly rooting for a draw so that okay. they actually make it <laughs> and re reach the round of 16. So uh, I guess that's what we will get. Yeah, no, it is interesting. It is interesting. I do appreciate you doing this, Wally, as well. Um, it's, it's good to learn about all these teams. And I think the odds are quite interesting as well because just just being able to see, you know, who are the favourites, who are not. I suppose some of the odds might be inflated because there's some teams have played two games as well. So I guess it's easier, exactly. isn't it, to predict Group A where they've all played two games. And obviously half of Group B has had two games, but the rest of them have only played one game. So it's still really early exactly. days. Really early days, really early days. Um, I think basically discussed on all I've mentioned. So we could see Salah return for game 23 or 24, but I think he could go for a winter break because many primary, 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 play, many primary players are on like a 10-day break right now enjoying their winter. However, uh, he could return for 23 if he's fit. We need more updates on the fitness, to be honest. We need more updates because game 23, if you don't know, um, I think Arsenal play Liverpool. I'm not sure Salah will be 100% fit and Klopp will say, go and enjoy yourself. So I, it depends. It depends. We need to see more information on his on his fitness. That will give us an idea of when he returns. Perfect. Perfect. Also Egypt, if they stay in the competition. So I'm just trying to see what other questions we had for you because we've covered quite a few of them already. Um... So there's a question in the chat that if, if if they lose the final game, if Egypt lose the last match, they may not even come third. It's possible, but they could even qualify with two points. It's happened before. So it's you know, there's a chance that Egypt still qualifies, but it's what do you think, Wally? If if they lose the last game for whatever reason, or they draw with three points, you think they qualify oh. for th in the third place? They can qualify. They can qualify. Um as I said, the best thought always the time it always depends on how each team has played. So um, if Cape Verde wins tomorrow, it's everything is hinged on Cape Verde winning. If Cape Verde wins tomorrow, the first spot is gone. It's gone. Nobody's taking it till yeah. next AFCON. So it's in between second and third. Well, now, or if, fourth. Um, Could they finish fourth? Or fourth. Or fourth. <laughs> it depends. Yes, yeah, as well. So because Mozambique are, are still, still have a chance in it, right? So let's say, using the best case scenario, right? Um, Cape Verde wins Mozambique. They have six points. Um, already locked in. 
So now you now have six, um, two, one, and zero, or two and one, sorry. So let's say Ghana wins Mozambique. Ghana gets four points. And um, let's say um, Egypt wins the next game against Cape Verde, the final game. That Egypt gets five points. So Egypt has the best case scenario of finishing second or third to fourth. It depends. You understand? If Egypt don't win their next game, they're out. They're out. They could finish um, in the, the last position and maybe Mozambique gets a win against Ghana. Yeah. Afcon is upset upon upset. I, I really can't put it at this point. I've been seeing a lot of drama. That's why I think Egypt won't come fourth because you also have to assume that Mozambique beat Ghana, which probably doesn't happen. Of course, it is possible. But so Egypt yeah. is likely to come third and is likely to go into the round of 16 anyway. I, I mean, that's our yeah. base case assumption. I mean, using the, the odds yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. screen, so if I'm reading it right, it's what, a 22% chance that Egypt don't go through? Uh, from the, from out, the group, out of the group stage. So either oh. they finish fourth or uh, one of the third, third, they finish there, but are not so one of like the best 13%, four. 13%. 13? 13. Have... 78% to go through to round, round the 16. Am I reading this right? Oh, have you picked up the right chart? I hope so. <laughs> I do hope so. Yeah, so Egypt's have got a 78% chance of getting to the round of 16. No, the one I have is 86. So maybe I've picked up the wrong one. Yeah, I have picked I've got the one you sent me. But e either way, okay, okay, with okay. either of those odds, it's it's yeah, low. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a low chance that they're not going to go through if you believe You're in, right. you know, the bookies odds. 22% a chance of not making it. So about the same odds as Burnley keeping a clean yeah, sheet against the poor team. Exactly. I think they make it. it just depends on who they face in the next round that will protect their, how will I say it, their favorite um, chances of winning it. So that's it. That's it. I think I think they'll I think they'll go around you know through their regardless of if Salah is available or not. I think if you watch the game, for those that somehow sat and watched it, you notice they kind of were more hungry when Salah was out. That's like to prove a point that like we can get something out of this game. So yeah, I think they'll make it to the round of 16. It just depends if they get Senegal or I don't know. An easier team or a that team. that Egypt-Senegal game, I'd love that. Even if it's in the last 16, because that was the final last time around, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. And they lost some penalties. If I remember correctly, yeah. So revenge game. You'd want Salah back for that as well. Yeah, so. yeah. It was final. Yeah, yeah so just very, Mane won and Salah didn't win, and Klopp was hugging Salah, and then saw Mane, and then left him, and then congratulated Mane. Uh, it was funny. Um, <laughs> and we could have that drama within a week or so. Exactly. Exactly. Question in yeah. the chat on Kudus. Uh, luckily, Kudus is in the same group as Egypt. So everything that we've talked about for Egypt applies to Ghana as well. So if Ghana comes second, they will have a, you know, they'll play the second of, uh, um, I have to go through that. They'll play the runner up of group F. And if they come third, which is actually more likely for Ghana, uh, or sorry, if they win, they could come second. So they're likely to play the runner up of group F. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but actually, Ghana's odds of qualifying beyond the round of 16 are lower than Egypt. So maybe they just are perceived as a worse team. At that yeah, it's because they, they are on one point, so they cannot get more than four. So they could, they could, they're more likely to come third, I guess, then. And Egypt likely to come second. It's, it's because they, are, they, are, they, are, they can't get more than four at this point, mathematically. I'm not a so fan. So they get knocked out early if they, they don't... 
I was just going to say, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this finishing third and still being able to go through. The fact you could draw two games and still progress to the next round. I mean, I guess Portugal did it in the Euros, didn't they? Where they, where they drew, was it they drew um, every game and then won it, but... The, the 2004 one, I think. Yeah. Okay, I didn't say it earlier, but AFCON plans to extend from 24 teams, I think, to 32. So it will be like a group of eight. Um, so we kind of have like the first two actually just make it. And so like, it. The, like the World so Cup. I don't know what they, they plan to do that. I think it's 2025, AFCON also. So maybe then best. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the World Cup. So we'll stop seeing best third, you know, proceeding from that particular um, edition. So whenever that comes, we'll be here. Sounds good. And I do apologize. Okay. I think there's some lag on. It might be my internet, to be honest. Um, Hello. Okay. But um, so I guess if we finish up with like your predictions, so I mean, who do you think's gonna? I mean, if maybe if you predict the last four, so the semi-finals, the results of those, and then obviously the the final as well. Okay, so predicting the last four will be kind of difficult, but I can give an assessment of who I think make it true. So looking at um, as Praz has said, looking at the kind of table of who faces who to meet who at the final. Um, I think we could see one of Ivory Coast. If Ivory Coast make it past the round stages, we could see them reaching the last four. I won't say the final, but Ivory Coast are based on the host. I'm not sure they will have bad results like this every time. So I see Ivory Coast probably making the last four based on we are the hosts. Cameroon did last time. So Ivory Coast should be able to replicate that. So based on home advantage, Ivory Coast gets a spot automatically in the last four. It's now down to Morocco. Um, Probably Nigeria. This result yeah, today showed that they are capable of probably. <laughs> I mean, it's like 2013 over again, right? The first two yeah. games, 2013, Afcon, Nigeria did not win any of those games, but they ended up winning it in South Africa that year, and it's been a decade ago. So why not? Why can't Nigeria go far? So um, I think Nigeria tonight really shocked the world because I personally didn't think we could win the game. So I'll tip Nigeria to go far. So. I'll say right now, Ivory Coast, Morocco, Nigeria, and Senegal. I'll give Senegal that final, that final spot. That's my own personal prediction. Egypt, I don't know. The, looking at the ties, looking like they, even if they cross the round of 16, quarterfinals, something, somebody's waiting for them there. So let's wait and see. Let's wait and see if they qualify. So yeah, that's my prediction for now. Sounds good. I won't do predictions myself because I I don't know enough. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't you, know you enough. You and I always go by odds. Our prediction is Morocco to win twenty three point two percent. I'll go. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Or Cape yeah, Verde because yeah. I enjoyed my time there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, brilliant. No, thank you so much for coming on, Wale. We do we do really really appreciate it. And I mean, what time? It must be nearly one in the morning for you there. Um, it's. Okay, it's almost 12. We are an hour ahead. Oh, so it's, it's not like too two bad. To 12. Almost Friday. To 12. Don't worry. I'm a, I'm a late sleeper. I, I sleep at one. Don't worry. I'll still do something before I go to bed. I have a last question. I have a last question. And I, and I promised we weren't going to talk about AFCON fantasy. But I saw on my timeline some defender who was playing up top and he scored a hat-trick. Is this true or am I making this up? It's, it's 100% true. So um, Really? Okay. Yes, 100%. So I'll just give you a breakdown to that story. So as I said, back in um, late December, when the game launched, I was basically researching on 
who is who for which nation. So the aim was to get accuracy on who is actually playing for this country. Because I'm writing, I actually plan on writing on 24 countries, but I didn't want to have a mental breakdown. So I wrote on 12. So in researching in group A, which is the group Nigeria in is in, I noticed that there is a defender who is a right back and a right winger sometimes, but somehow has been playing up front for his club in Intercity. I think Intercity is in lower division in some other league. I can't remember the club he's in. So I was just looking, and I noticed that in the last six AFCON qualifiers, he also started as a striker or as a midfielder. He was always involved in the goals and he took a penalty. <laughs> so it was like, this can't be possible. So I noticed there were two Nsuwe's. Now, the name, his name is Emilio Lopez Nsuwe, and we don't have um, another Nsuwe also. The other Nsuwe was not called up. I think he had an injury or so. And I saw that this Nsuwe is listed as a defender. He's, he's actually a defender because he has over 120-something appearances in that position. But he has transitioned to a forward, and the game probably didn't take note of that change and still registered him as a defender. So from right from game week one, I'd just been saying, Getting in Suwe to your team, getting in Suwe to your team, getting in Suwe to your team. And everyone had him. They kept him on their bench against Nigeria. He played him today and he scored a hat trick. Like, <laughs> incredible. Imagine those that captained him. 42 points. Oh. 42 points for them. And I also have him myself, but I didn't captain him. But mm, it's, it's still great. It's still a great feeling. Can you change your so captains between games or do you set one captain for the whole round? Okay, you could. we could do that um, in the previous campaign. We could change our captaincies like the Champions League fantasy. But um, for some reason, Real Fever, the people hosting this AFCON, they just decided to adapt the FPL process. You can't change your captaincies. You can't make manual subs anymore. So basically, you captain Salah, you captain Salah. So for example, those that are captain Salah tonight is one point times two. That is all. They're done for match day till next week. So it's, 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 it's tougher, but it makes you more, how will I say it? more purposeful of who you are picking as your captain, more decisive, just like our FBI is that tough. So you can just easily just change, 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 change and you'll get it done. So that's, I like it this way, honestly. I, I would quit tough, the game. If, if I had captain Salah and a defender had just scored a hat-trick, that would be, be me. I would never log into AFCON Fantasy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, pretty much. I, I'm, I'm sure a good percentage of people are in that shoe because Salah has about over 60, close to 70% ownership. And so a lot of people definitely captained him. Close to 50% of people captained him against Ghana. So I really feel for them, but I went for that card this week. So I hope he does better on Sunday against um, Tanzania. But it's the dream to have a player like that, especially on, on penalties as, as well. Like if we get that in FPL. Oh. 21 points without bonus. There's no bonus yeah. in this game. Ridiculous. There's no bonus. The only thing you get is some extra points for, they call it dwells one or blocks. And as a defender... If you're getting a point for extra two shots taken, extra duels won, extra blocks, you can get 30 points. You can get 30 points after a hat-trick. Like, you can easily get 30 points. So, it's, it's been entertaining. I actually enjoyed this particular AFCON. It's one of the best so far. It's one of the best. I'm actually thrilled to participate in this AFCON. Like, I'm nice. so thrilled. Nice. So, FPL Spartans asks the last question of the evening. Uh, Egypt have lost right. only one of their last 20 group stage matches. Which African nation beats them? Oh, it's a bit of a trivia. Group, it can't, group it can't be right? Nigeria then. <laughs> Wait, group matches. It's Nigeria. Yeah. 
Egypt have it's only Nigeria. lost one. Oh, it is Nigeria, Nigeria. twenty twenty-two. Oh, I there Google we go. Well. Exactly. <laughs> I just remember because I was there last year or last two years when it happened. So as you said, as you said group matches, I was trying to figure out when did Egypt lose, and and you know made sense. It was us. It was you know. <laughs> it was Nigeria that took care of it. So that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh-huh. A very Excellent. good question, and I love the shirt, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a lot yeah, more exciting than the England shirts, isn't it? <laughs> Much more uh, colorful. It's, yeah. So the, the shirt, the shirt has a little bit of natural. Also, in Nigeria, we have it. We call it Ankara. It's a local clothes we wear for you know traditional occasions. So they kind of imbibed the green, white, green colors in that Ankara nature. So that's why it has a little bit of dots here and there, like your Danshiki that you know your friends wear, right? So that was the concept. So that's why it looks so colorful in um this you know in this in this stature. Nice, nice. Well, I Wish think you we're... all the best, uh, Wally. I mean, uh, for 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 Nigeria. Do you want to tell yeah. people where to listen to you for your regular podcasts? Where do they find you on Twitter? Where do they find your your podcast? Okay, so first of all, you have to follow me on Twitter at the FPN Manoa. I have a link tree there, and but I'm on YouTube here at the the FPN Manoa podcast show. It's the same name on my podcast on Spotify on um, Apple Podcasts on any other podcast platform that my name comes up i probably linked it somewhere so the fpl manual podcast show that's the name of the show then if you want to search for me on twitter it's the same thing with my instagram the fpl manual that is the same handle i use everywhere then pretty much i'm available my dms are open anyone that messages me i, I always try and answer so yeah that's where you can find me and you know reach out to me yeah Thanks. no thank you for joining us and i mean, i wish we'd had you on earlier because i I wish we played AFCON Fantasy now, Praz. I really wish we had, because we'd have known about this defender that scores hat-tricks. I, honestly, we would have been upset because we wouldn't have captained him or not owned him. I'm happy not playing AFCON Fantasy. <laughs> I don't know. It's a defender taking penalties. <laughs> I mean, we would have owned him for sure, but not captained. I don't know. I think we would have captained Salah. I, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have captained the defender. But, you know, it's fine. It's we fine. Have, I'm we happy. could have had more fun. We could have had more fun. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. And looking at the fact that um, Premier League like 12 days long I don't know you just and you're playing AFCON within those 10 those 12 days you have the same three games being done it was just like the perfect time to just like you know what FPL sit down AFCON come here there's this guy tweeting about Cameroon he says something let me see what he's saying I have it available so it's, it's, it's entertaining I actually loved it <laughs> Superb, superb. You're you're a real expert, man. I really enjoy following you and your takes on, on AFCON, but even on FPL. So thank you very much for what you do. Thank you for sharing your information and, and your wise words. Guys, if you're listening and if you want to show some love to um, to Wally, please follow him on Twitter, like this video, and, li- and go check out his podcast. Yep. And we thank, will see you so all much. soon. I guess next Thursday it will be, well, it'll still be the same game week, won't it? Well, we'll be <laughs> the game week will have finished at least. But without yes, the yes, FA yes. Cup final, FA Cup uh, round, so we'll still have not full information, but we'll try to see what we can do. We'll have more information, just exactly. like we say, like we always say, we we're waiting for a little bit more after we waited for some more. But exactly. yeah, um, don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll see you all next week. And thanks again, Wale. See you all. Thanks for having me. I'm really honoured. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it.